Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,311. So our family motto is, I'm smart, I'm strong, and I can do anything. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Sun Valley, California, California where it's always sunny, Sarah DeCarmen. Sarah, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Room, room, let's go. All right, love it. Sarah DeCarmen is the co-founder and owner of LA Dismantler, your source for quality late model Porsche parts for over 20 years. She's known as the Porsche Queen, and since its conception, Sarah has been I should say, has seen thousands of Porsches cycled through her company. The constantly changing inventory provides Porsche owners with over 100,000 parts that can be found at LA Dismantler's website, on eBay, and at auctions. Her co-founder was her late husband, Todd DeCarmen, who was my guest, my 459th guest here on Cars yeah, back on March 4th in 2016. Sarah continues to grow the company while attending car events and raising her four daughters. You have your hands full, my friend. So, Sarah, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your very obvious passion for automobiles and Porsches? Yes. So, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to be on your show. Um, I still remember when my late husband was on. And I, since he's passed, it's uh, next week will be the second year that he's been gone. And I've listened to that many times to hear his voice. So, I appreciate what you did for me. Well, he was a great guest to have on the show. I really enjoyed talking with him. And, of course, you know, uh, he and I and you, we all share Porsche uh, fanaticism, so that added to the fun and pleasure. But I'm glad that voice and that memory is out there for all of us to remember him so well. So excuse me for interrupting you. Go for it. Yes. So my um, kind of car history, I guess, started way before I was born. My great-grandparents lived in Indiana. Their home was actually moved to make room for the Indianapolis track long ago. Oh, my and gosh. Actually, one day... We That's went back incredible. there and we actually broke onto the track and, and took a drive. But, you know, don't don't tell security. <laughs> Won't tell anybody that. No one will ever hear that. <laughs> um, and then when I was in my 20s, I was kind of one of those crazy girls. And I, I you know, my girlfriend's night to go out would we get in a car and we drive on Sunset or Mulholland and, you know, we'd go looking for people to, to race. So <laughs> again, don't we tell won't tell anybody about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I see a I be, see a bit of a hoodlum background here, Sarah. I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I lost my first license. Uh, well, I shouldn't say lost it. I got my first ticket before I, when I had my paper license, not even my real license. So, oh my gosh! Uh, well, yeah, the police officer says, you know, you starting early, and I'm like, well, well, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> officer. Yeah, well, take us forward from the rough and ready days, <laughs> if you would. Yeah. <laughs> So my dad got uh, a 924, brand new, when I was probably about 10-ish years old, I'd say. And I lived in a very small suburban town outside of Los Angeles. We'd moved from the Midwest and then Long Island, or New York, and then out to California. And I was a girl that probably had her dad's, you know, her dad only had the only Porsche in town, you know, in this tiny little suburban area. So that was pretty yeah. cool. And it's funny because in all my history, I haven't really, it wasn't until recently that I really, really related to that fact because I always contributed to my late husband. Or if I wanted to date him, I had to sit in a cold garage while he tinkered on his car <laughs> yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So we met when we were when we were 20, and then we started the business uh, probably about five-ish years later. And 
you know, it was kind of like one of those things where he was in the salvage business with his brother and his father in a hot and accurate yard. And then his phone kept ringing. I said, you know, your phone's ringing. And then I realized it was Porsche clients calling and I'm like, that's money calling, like pick up the phone. And so <laughs> when he wasn't able, I started to pick up the phone. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing led to another and I was studying, going back to school um, for Pepperdine, getting a business degree. And so I said, you know what, let me, I'm just going to transfer the phones to my house. You're busy. I will take the phone calls. And I just started taking calls from clients and, you know, just learning the business kind of from the ground. So then I studied the salvage industry in school and was just kind of one thing led to another. And then we just kept growing. Yeah, uh, it's a cool story. Wonderful story. And now that you're at the helm and uh, juggling a lot of balls, I understand, with a family, a, a house that's full of young girls. girls. <laughs> you four, yeah, that's, that's quite a family. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about this journey of your life as we move through it. But first, I'd like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the Porsche tires smoking here on cars. Yeah. So Sarah, take the wheel. Um, so our family motto is I'm smart, I'm strong, and I can do anything. My girlfriend had kind of said it in passing once and I, or she, a little bit different, but I picked up on it. So I've been saying this to my girls, you know, ever since probably birth, I'd say, um, especially after losing my partner of, you know, 24 years, that was kind of when my, my world turned upside down. I was a really kind of private person. I was kind of behind the scenes a lot, even though I was very intricate in the company at the formation, but I'd step back to kind of raise my kids. So, you know, he used to joke that he was going to hand me the company and I was said, no, I don't want it, but here it is. It's mine and I get to do what I want. So it's been an interesting turn of events that I, I wasn't expecting, but I'm really, really embracing it. And every day, you know, every month I'm getting stronger and stronger. So, you know, just part of the grief thing, but that's okay. It's passing. Well, of course, of course. Well, those are wonderful words of empowerment for your your young girls uh, and for yourself, of course, but especially for your young girls as you guys all move forward together. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, you need to work for boys too, of course, but uh, uh, especially for women and especially women in the automotive industry, which I'm having more and more women on my show. I know I last month or month before last, I guess it was three months until March, I dedicated the entire month to women to celebrate Women's History Month. And I couldn't believe how many women approached me and said, hey, I'd like to be on your show and tell my story. So I think it's great that uh, more and more women are involved in the industry. I think it makes it much more interesting and a lot more fun. Well, let's share a story that you have, something that instigated that passion you have for cars. I think this goes back a ways. Maybe it's those Indiana roots uh, with your grandparents <laughs> being, being sitting on where the uh, track is today. I think that's a neat story. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car gal? Well, the funny thing is, I guess as well, I never really contributed to my past as much. I'm my family is actually French and German, but my dad is is mostly German, and we're from the Stuttgart area, and so oh, I never nice. really contributed <laughs> the fact that my heritage. And so now I always think it's ironic yeah. when I'm shipping parts back to Germany. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. You know, it's, it's, we've been a global company pretty much since we formed. But yeah, so even having my dad having the 924, I would you know wash it on the weekends. And then I'll fast forward, you know, I got him a 991 and I got my mom a Cayenne, which she's had a few of them. So it's really nice to have, to bring it back to the family and, and include them and make sure that we're all, you know, appreciating this Porsche world. And then, and then also on top of that, I, you know, I like to kind of keep myself, I like my plate very full, say, so I sit on the Los Angeles uh, Porsche Club of America board. And so I'm really trying to, to help them make sure that we, including everybody in the community, PCA is really has an emphasis on including four wheel 
sorry, four door Porsches and including everybody in the community, all the way from, you know, the lowest, youngest of the models, I should say, all the way up to the late models. So I'm really, and embracing women and all that. So I'm, I'm really excited at this time. You are very active. I know we're friends on Facebook and I follow you and it seems like every weekend you're at some event somewhere, you're doing something I'm like, man. <laughs> This lady must have, a heli- must have a helicopter, a jet to, to get her around the world or, or around. I know as no, we're I'm looking record- for donations. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So am I. So am I. Um, I know that uh, as we're recording the show, you're getting ready to head overseas. Is that right? Yes. I'm We're going gonna, gonna to start down um, flying into Venice and I'm going to try to catch up with my friends, Magnus Walker and Mark Wagg of Porsche Classic. Nice. And they are in the Milanicla. So I will probably start my trip somewhere around there. Then I might head up to Innsbruck. There's going to be a hill climb in Innsbruck. And then I might start heading up towards uh, maybe Stuttgart. Maybe you go see my friend Ruth, who's in Flubenhausen. And who knows? I have like all these different, you know, possibilities. So we'll see what we can be done. And then if not, I'll be back there for the summer with my kids. There you go. So I got to show them the Porsche Museum and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. It's endless. There's so many cool things to see in Europe. Well, as we take a look at your life and we head down some roads, I want to talk about a big challenge or a big failure. I know the loss of your husband a few years ago, massive challenge in your life. Uh, Maybe that's something you want to talk about, whatever you'd like to share. But more importantly, what did that particular situation teach you and how did it help you get stronger in a sense and learn more and move forward in your life? Yeah. So as I said earlier, Todd used to joke that he was going to leave the business to me. And I just, it wasn't really something that I'd ever considered at the time. I kind of liked having my volunteer career, I was incoming PTA president and all that. And so being being the fact that I was behind the scenes and I knew all these names, I mean, we have a customer list that's extremely long. And so we've made connections in the 20-something years that we've had our business, but then I had to get out there and meet these people. They had relationships with him. And so now that that was no longer in existence, I needed to reestablish who I am, what I'm doing, what I bring to the table, you know, and make sure that the people have that confidence behind it. So I've made that my mission and I've only been on social media really presently, I'd say, within the last maybe six to nine months. I've really tremendous receiving of people. So it's been very easy connecting with them and just, you know, again, finding that, that global community of right. Porsche people everywhere. So I, I call it the big, small world, <laughs> really kind of large, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but really in the intricate center, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of nice that when you make a good connection, they, they kind of tend to carry that forward and help you out. I think there's a huge advantage that you have here in this situation in your life, and that is Todd was in the car industry, as you are. And the car industry, I think, above and beyond almost any industry out there, is made up of really, really accepting, passionate people. And I've heard this from many of my guests who worked in other fields, but they're involved in the car industry, that even in their other businesses, nothing is quite like the automotive industry, the automotive business, and that is people's Willingness to jump in and help, help others, support others, and so forth. Uh, they'll jump out of meetings and take calls if you're calling and saying, well, I'm calling to talk to him about a car. <laughs> okay, I'll get him right <laughs> on the phone. So uh, let me ask you this, Sarah. For someone else that might be facing this with the loss of a family member, a spouse, a partner, whoever it might be, what's the one thing that kind of helped to nudge you to get out there in front of things? Because as you said, you worked behind the scenes pretty much, and you were at home mom taking I say at home, I know you were working in the business, so that's a uh, loosely used term, but uh, what would you offer to somebody out there that's going through this to help them kind of nudge them to get out there and uh, be present? Well, so a few things. Um, 
you know, when it comes to loss, there it's you know, you, there's all these different stages and there's all these different psychological assessments, and you have to realize it's not a straight line. It's going to jump, and it's like this this crazy intermixing. There was actually a diagram that I saw once. It's like a it's like a child drew a you know a circle, but it's like never even a circle because it overlaps everywhere. So you know, you go through a numb period and you go through an angry period and a strong period and so forth. And in order to gain that strength, in order to get that momentum to continue forward, you have to first put, you know, like one foot in front of the other. So in in grief or loss, you're going to lose some people that you thought maybe by your side, but then you're also going to gain people that you never knew would be by your side. And then new people will come into your life. So I've been really, really blessed. I found um, a group um, that's very small. We meet every other week, and that's been really helpful because we're all kind of on that same path and sharing our stories. Um, but then in terms of getting out in the Porsche community specifically, you know, I, I remember the first one, like I was just so intimidated thinking, how am I going to receive? Who do I know? I know names. I don't know faces. And so, you know, it, you just put one foot in front of the other, and you just say hello to somebody, and you just go from there, and that just becomes easier and easier. And again, it's you and I were talking earlier about the elevator pitch, you know what I mean? I'm not the one to like outwardly sell, hey, this is what I do and, to, you know, I'll recognize who I am and what my company is. So they have, a you know, an understanding of what my point of being in front of them is. But I don't try to do a hard sell. I try to get to know someone either through their car and through their eyes of the Porsche community, you know, or maybe by people that we know in common. And for example, I was in a concourse event not long ago for one of our local regions. And this, this gentleman kept kind of watching me as I went around and he just looked, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but Anyways, I went up to him and I said hello, and it turns out it was his very first Concours. He was a track guy forever. He was not familiar with the Concours community. He, you know what I'm saying? He had that yeah. newness, and so I related yeah. instantly, and I just wanted to make him feel comfortable. You know, But again, that's part of – there's no community like the Porsche community, in my opinion, because I've been in a lot of other types of, of car communities. It is just embracing of everybody, and I just love that. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Well, I think the most important message there is Surround yourself with great people. I've heard it over and over again. So when you're going through a loss or going through grieving or whatever it might be in your life and you need some help, surround yourself with strong people that may have already experienced it, they can help you, uh, or just people to be around to talk to. Worst thing is to be alone, sit alone. Absolutely. Great story. Thank you for sharing that. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. Now, you talked about that 924 I'll tell you, a friend of my mom's when I was a senior in high school, he loaned me his new 924 Porsche that I drove my date to the prom in, which I thought I was I was so cool. Yeah, that was kind of fun when they first came out uh, in the 70s there. But is there a special car in your life, a first special vehicle, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride? Wow, going back. I mean, my first, first car was a chocolate brown Toyota Camry that my dad sold to me for a dollar to transfer the paperwork. <laughs> then I had, a, I think I, I went, I jumped to a Nissan NSX and then a Nissan Z. And then Todd got me all kinds of Hondas and Acuras. And I had an NSX, which I <laughs> then took out the radiators driving on the Santa Monica street because it dipped so hard. Oh, um, ouch. <laughs> and then over the years, Todd built me pretty much every Porsche out there. I mean, it just, I can't even, I can almost not think of too many that I haven't had. Wow. And then he was very into exotics. So we had Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLarens. You know, I, I was yeah. a Bentley girl for many years. I was a Ducati girl. And then he was fascinated by, by you know, a lot of the kind of rare cars. So we had the Carrera GT, we had 918s, cup cars, all kinds of things. I mean, it just, I can't even mention all the ones in between because for us, cars are like a flow and it's, they come in and you take advantage of the opportunity that you have and you drive them. 
and then you let it go and you give it on to someone else who's going to enjoy and appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a business after all. And, uh, you know, you're in the business of buying and selling cars and parts and things like that. So that makes sense. Is there a, a vehicle that you did own that is maybe just one you can single out that you really wish you still had in your garage? Okay. So I have two kind of funny events that happen. So with that, the Carrera GT, um, I invited some friends over and she had a very, very large dog that's like the size of a human being. And he got inside the house because I have cats and dogs and they were just having fun and I was chasing him out. And he went through the screen door and the screen door just fell right on the quarter panel of the oh, Carrera no. GT. And so then I had to tell my husband, oh, I'm so sorry. I think the kids did it because I couldn't tell him that it was. <laughs> blame the kids. Oh, you're horrible. You blame the kids on a dog's mistake. Well, <laughs> and then we had another one where he had a, a balloon white was my favorite color, uh, Lamborghini Aventador. And he was very absent minded and he was on the phone. And so he didn't pull the e-brake. Uh-oh. And I don't know if he didn't put it in park. And so he's talking on the phone and my daughter is saying, dad, the car's moving, the car's moving. And he wasn't paying attention. And the car literally rolled down. We have a very high knoll and I have a very long driveway. And so it just rolled backwards down the driveway very gently until it, a tree stopped it from going over the edge into the neighbor's house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, trees can be good for that, but uh, I'm glad that tree was there. You wouldn't want your Aventador to be in the neighbor's house on the roof or the yard or the no. pool or anything like that. So. Oh my gosh, those are horrible stories. I don't know why we're laughing about them, but I guess you can look back with a little bit of humor. That's a, that's a good thing. So, uh, you know, and you guys fixable. are, you guys are, you, yeah, there you go. You're used to fixing cars. Well, I'd love for you to share with our listeners what has you excited and fired up right now about LA Dismantlers. You might explain a little bit more about your business, what you guys do there, what you do there, all the different services that you provide and the parts and things you provide to us Porsche owners that need parts out of cars that maybe had an early demise. Yeah, so I, I always say that there's two ways when you walk into our business. Because I have people that fly in from all around the world just to get a, a glimpse of it and take pictures and so forth. Um, so you can either walk in looking at these cars that, you know, unfortunately it's kind of ended their life. And you can think, oh my gosh, I'm so sad that none of these Porsches are on the road anymore. Or you can look at it in the opposite angle and say, wow, all of these part or cars still have parts on them that literally can be taken and put onto or rebuilt from a chassis with some repair and now be road monsters again. So, you know, there's just, it's just perception in my mind. And then, you know, in terms of what I do, I mean, I obviously own the company, I'm the sole owner left, and I go worldwide talking to Porsche people. So it's really fun for me to connect with the entire global community. I was in Dubai, I've been in Australia, I go all over Europe. I keep talking about how to go to South America, and then I've got clients in Mexico and, you know, pretty much anywhere. The world is, is, I used to think flights were so long, and now I'm like, you know what? Going to Europe is a 14-hour workday as long as you have good Wi-Fi in the plane. Like, yes, I know. Part. Yeah, you can get a lot of work done. <laughs> I mean, I joked I'm a vampire because people know I very rarely sleep. You know, I'll get a few hours in and then I'm up texting. My my company is, is we have WhatsApp as kind of our group text. And so they um, mm-hmm. like, can you stop texting at three in the morning? And I'm like, yeah. but that's what I think. <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Well, yeah. so for people that are looking for Porsche parts, you guys have a massive in- inventory, over 100,000 parts available. So you, let me walk you or walk us through the process. You find a car that's been in an accident, you get it in, or what are the first steps you guys do as you either decide to completely take it apart or leave it together? Or what are the steps? So we get cars either correct by, um, you know, accident injuries. Can we, they go typically to the insurance company, you'll either, you know, have it fixable or it's going to be a total loss. And then it goes typically to an auction where we get it direct from the insurance company, and then we purchase them that way. But then there are also the other side where 
let's say an owner either maybe had a lapse in insurance or uh, they had an engine failure, failure, perhaps or a project. I mean, there's all different kinds of reasons why we get cars, but just monetarily, maybe they either need to get out of the car for some reason, or it's just not feasible for them to go ahead and put the money into repairing it. You know, once they acquire the car, then they come in and it really just depends on what the status is. I don't break them down right away because they're very compact. And so if you take all of the pieces off the car immediately, you now have a storage problem that's like yeah. 10 times bigger than the car itself. Well, yeah, I never thought about that. You're right. Yeah. All these parts out of the car, make they fill up lots of boxes. Lots, yes. So we already have, you know, tiers and tiers of rows of parts that we've taken off cars. And then like, for example, storage, if I wanted to lift a car higher on one of my racks, then I need to take the heaviest parts out. So we're talking engine transmission, suspension, you know, some of the bulkier things, maybe the the interior seats and some of the easily removed items. So we'll put those kind of separate. And then really depending again, what the car's condition is. So typically if we purchase cars, we already, you know, sometimes even have pre-orders for engine transmissions and we've been waiting for the car to arrive or somebody that has a project where they they need a chassis because they want to have a track car or whatever it is, you know, Singer is my next door neighbor. So they always want, you know, they want 954, Gunther Works is another friend and they like, you know, 903. So, and then people all around the world are, are always looking to do some very interesting projects, whether they're outlawing it or creating their own custom build. And maybe they don't want to buy a stock car right. because they only want, you know, certain components. So that's kind of how our, our I'll say supply chain goes in our. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Well, Sarah, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers, plus they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah! Did you know you can now see me? 
on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Sarah, here's a bit of an introspective question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in the garage, not what you want to be, but as you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle, what would Sarah be and want? You know, I, I kind of always on a drive and very fast. So I'd say I'm kind of like a cup car or a race car. But that I'm also a very solid person since I have to be in business as well as a mother. So I'd say I'm kind of more like a cayenne. But then I'm streamlined, you know? I mean, I'm a six-foot-tall blonde, so I'm pretty noticeable. And I usually have six-inch heels on, so I'm kind of like a 918 where I'm different. Um, but I would say I'm probably more of a custom car. I mean, it's there are definitely women in this industry. And because we're kind of a segment of the population, I'd say, you know, you can't replicate me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nice answer. We are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the Porsche throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Um, I think keep learning. I mean, that's one thing. I, I Whenever I'm involved in a conversation, I tend to talk a lot too, but I also like to think of myself as a Porsche sponge. So uh, I like to definitely learn from anybody. And I my, my tagline, even when I was getting into the dating world, I said, you know what? I'm a sponge. What can you teach me? And that's how I kind of enter into almost every conversation is what can I get out of this in terms of information? Being a good listener is important. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? Over the years? Well, I guess I think more immediately. I mean, over the years, we've had a lot of different things that have happened. But like we talked about earlier, I really think it's getting out there and meeting the community. So whether it's just an online presence and meeting people in that interaction or going to events. I mean, I'm lucky to live in Los Angeles. We just finished Lufka Colt, which was the most amazing experience on the the universal back lot. I mean, you couldn't have these iconic cars in a more beautiful background. And then just the plethora of of different shops and things. I mean, I I just did a Bay Area tour where I went up on the Sabrus Canepa and I went to all these different race shops. And all these Porsche dealerships, because even every Porsche dealership has its own unique identity. So I really like to get out there, take pictures of them and celebrate them. I just did a post about Rod Emery and about Magnus Walker and just all these amazing people. So just getting out there and just just doing it, you know, it may be a little scary at the start and then it becomes comfortable. Absolutely. Those are some great names too. Uh, Of course, Patrick Long involved with the uh, wonderful Luke DeColt. He's been a guest in the show. Uh, Magnus has been a guest. Bruce Canepa. Uh, Rod Emery, all those folks that you visited have been past guests. So for those listeners out there, you can go back and find all these great people on the Cars yeah! website. Now that you are an alumni, Sarah, you're all part of the team here. <laughs> if I could, uh, oh, let me uh, ask you about a resource before I jump into the next question. Is there a resource that you think our listeners should really be aware of? You know, in the in the terms of uh, in the, or the, yeah, the way the social media, I'll say, and again, because I was kind of a recluse for a while. I gravitated towards Facebook because even though I have pretty much accounts everywhere, I like Facebook because it's communicative. So Instagram is great because you're flooding through pictures and liking things, but I don't really see a lot of conversation except for maybe a few private messages. 
yeah. you know, behind the scenes. But Facebook is like, you know, some people used to think that it was dying and they've had their, their you know, ins and outs and so forth. But it has just grown exponentially in terms of creating a base. So I not only opened up my profile because it used to be private and then I've had a, I'm, I'm maxed out already at the 5,000 friends they let you have. So now I really need to figure out how to turn it into a page. And then <laughs> yeah. I started a push enthusiast network, which has just grown. So we've had it for a couple months and already I'm up to a couple thousand people. Wow. And I haven't even added my entire friend base yet. It just takes, you know, everything takes yeah. time. I know it does. It's really fun because then when I go to events, even if I don't know people personally, a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, I've seen you on Facebook. And so it's yeah. a really great way to put a face to a name. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, Sarah's Facebook page is Sarah Portia Carmen, D-A-K-A-R-M-E-N. Uh, and of course, another great resource would be L.A. Dismantler, of which you can find a link to their website. Really easy to find, ladismantler.com. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Oh, wow. I mean, anybody in the Porsche family would be up my alley. So Ferdinand or Ferry or Wolfgang or just, you know, any of those original creators. I mean, if I could do a time capsule and, you know, put myself back in the day. Now, you know, I think I would maybe avoid the drama that was happening in the situation. (laughs) I would love to be, you know, just a fly in the wall hearing the conversations. And, you know, although I would have to learn German first. Well, but, it's a magic um, wand, yeah. so I can I can make it all sound like English. So love it. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Love to get all the Porsche boys and the father and the patriarch grandfather all at one table. That would be quite amazing, especially if you could bring them forward in time and show them what they built as it is today. Oh, I yeah. think they'd be blown away. Kind of like uh, imagine bringing Henry Ford back and showing him a Ford GT. Oh my gosh, uh, the guy would freak out. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that our listeners should read as well? I used to be such an avid like Stephen King reader when I was young, and I'd get those giant, you know, practically Bibles. Yep. Um, and I don't really sit down and read books now. I really wish I committed more time. But Magnus Walker, when I just visited him a couple of days ago, gave me his new book, which is about being a serial entrepreneur. And I really embrace that. I've had a whole bunch of different people approaching me lately doing on all kinds of spinoffs in terms of Porsche related things, you know, but we haven't quite developed them yet. So we're a lot of things that happen. I like the concept of being a serial entrepreneur, you know, and just, uh, you yeah. know, kind of exploring different kinds of things and seeing what clicks and what doesn't. And, you know, it's always learning mistakes. Yeah, we live in an amazing time where there's so many opportunities with the Internet for you to get out there, show people what you're all about, share things with them, kind of like what we're doing right here with this podcast. You know, even 10 years ago it would have been a difficult, challenging thing to do. So absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners. You can find all these great resources Sarah has been so kind to share on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Sarah, S-A-R-A, and her last name, DeCarman. Just think of DeCarman or DeCarwoman, D-A-K-A-R-M-A-N. All right, Sarah, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy, especially for a lady who's been around and had so many cool cars. Today, I'm going to buy you any one cool collector car that exists, but there's some rules to this game. That might make it a little bit of a challenge. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars or toys with. That must be the hardest one for you. You have to drive it. No garage queens here. I don't think that's going to be a challenge. But here's the kicker. It's the only one collector car that you can have. And I'll remind you when your your late husband Todd was on the show, he chose a 1997 Turbo S Porsche, one of my favorite cars. So what are you going to choose, Sarah? Yeah, he definitely liked the the older turbos a little more than I do. So I will say that 
going just spitting off of his the first time I ever drove a Porsche we were coming back from a wedding and he didn't usually drink and I don't really either and he was a little you know intoxicated so he took the passenger seat and he says okay you're going to drive home and I've, I've driven a stick before, but not like that. I mean, that is a <laughs> manual car with manual steering and a really hard clutch. Yeah. So I yeah. will not go, you know, and granted, you know, I was I, I, in my mind, I'm pondering the different cars. And so now I'm almost wondering because I think I would probably pick like kind of a not, not quite one offs, um, but maybe a 935 or a 959, although. I'd probably modernize it just a little so it's a little easier driving. <laughs> Make sure I have AC blowing and all that fun stuff. I'm gonna now, what was that? What was that car you guys were driving back from the wedding? Uh, that was a 930 Turbo. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I I think I can help you narrow this down. Get my car. <laughs> well, well I, maybe I can help you do that too. This is magic here on Cars. Yeah. So I've you know I've supplied a lot of cars to people over 1300. I think the car for you would be the 959 SC. And since you just br- ah. visited Bruce Canapa, here's why I choose that car. Because you saw some of those when you were at his shop. He ticks the 30-year-old plus 959. for them. I know. He has a whole collection of them. Uh, but he takes the 959, but he puts a special Canapa touch, the SC, the sport Canapa touch, as I call it, on the car. Ah. So I think that, yeah, I think that's the car. And he had one there when I was there. He was actually on my Cars Yeah TV show as well. He had a car that was called Liquid Silver. And this car had Ooh. 19 different coats of paint. Very, very unique. Only two people in the world can paint this color. Porsche and Bruce Canapa Shop, of course. That guy can do everything, can he? So how about if I pick you a 959 SC Canapa style? You like that? I like it, but is, is, can I have the 19th coat be like an iridescent? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Silver. It's magic here. You know, we've got Bruce Canapa to do I whatever. I do the so. one-off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he can do that too. Yeah. It's just money, right? And it's my money, so it doesn't matter. So well, there, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Sarah, you've taken us on a great ride today. I want to thank you for sharing your journey, your story with the Cars Yeah audience. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down Mulholland Drive carefully <laughs> in a 959 SC? Um, you know, I think if you end up doing what you love, then I think the rest will follow. And I, and I, and I really don't, I don't say that lightly, but you know, I, I've heard people over the years saying, I don't like my job. I don't like this. And, and no yeah. one's stopping anyone from the change. You know what I'm saying? So this originally was his innate uh, vision and hobby and so forth. And I was there to support him. And I, I we both had kind of our, our roles um, mm-hmm. in terms of starting the business. And stuff. But I really started to really grow and love the not the cars, the community, the business, the everything. I mean, it's, it was my first baby before I had four other babies. So, you know, if you can find something that you're really passionate about, I mean, I, I think this has been told over and over again, but you know, you just, you got to love what you do. You're going to do it so much of the day. I mean, more than really you spend with your family. Find yeah. something and, and just put your effort towards that. Absolutely. Very, very important. Life is short. And uh, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing? I'd say uh, follow me on Facebook. Join my network. So it's, again, Sarah Porsche de Carmen. And then my network is the Porsche Enthusiast Network. Uh, if you're on Insta, we are on LA Dismantler. I try to mirror everything, but a lot of things get up, end up being different because my older two daughters actually help me a lot. And so awesome. my oldest is actually the PCA brand ambassador for the juniors. So if you have any children, I would love to give you some tips because they can get some free swag. She helps me when we go to events, she takes pictures. And so she's definitely, you know, she's a millennial, you know, even younger than that. So she's definitely more into the Insta than I am. And I'm definitely more of a Facebooker. 
there's a reality show that, that I might be doing at some point. Uh, we've been in talks and then there's a, another friend that wants to do a whole YouTube series. So we are just cool. going to be continuing to grow and expand. And it's hard to be everywhere all the time. I was also a huge LinkedIn person, which I kind of am taking a little hiatus right now because yeah. when you end up having so many different social medias, it's hard to keep up with all of them. So yeah, I'm starting to you, get, you know, you got to kind of pick, pick and choose. I understand completely. Yes. And of course, uh, LA Dismantler. Dot com. That is the place to go if you need parts for your old Porsche, your newer Porsche, whatever it might be. They probably have it. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything Sarah shared on her very own Cars Yeah show notes page. I encourage you to follow this lady. Uh, boy, she's a powerhouse. She is everywhere. She's having a lot of fun uh, living her life and her dream and uh, juggling mom of four girls and a business. Wow, my hat's off to you. Sarah, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. On the racetrack. And the racetrack. There you go. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!